0: Welcome to the Afterwatch with Lavar and Phil.
1: Back again, LeVar and Phil. Another Afterwatch episode. What's going on, Phil? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? I'm out here chilling, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm just just these, chilling. I'm chilling so, like a villain. Chilling, man. On these streets, son, hustling. Oh, it's hard out here. Hustling hustling. hustling, hustling. I should be on vacation for like a week. Okay. But no. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back again doing another few hot takes. We want to run through some movies real quick this episode. Uh, hopefully our first two uh, hot takes episodes went well. Yeah. No, I had fun. Uh I had fun. Hopefully the audience had fun. Yeah, hopefully they had fun as <laughs> well too. Yeah. Um, but this uh, today let's talk about the flying guillotine real quick.
0: All right, nice. Oh, we're flying guillotine. We're just going right in. Just going right in, bro. Flying guillotine on Netflix, they're starting to put like Shaw Brothers films yes. on Netflix, yes. which is amazing. Yes. I am a huge Shaw Brothers films. Five Deadly Venoms. Yeah, Five Deadly Venoms. 36 you know Chambers. those old school kung fu movies. Yes. I know. I just really liked the uh, Shaw Brothers films. Um I just remember like watching some of my first Shaw Brothers films in uh, the barbershop. It'd be on the screen. They'd be playing Five Deadly Venoms when you're getting your hair cut. That's what I used to remember, and used to love that. And and that was like a culture, like a kind of cultural landmark for you know me growing up. Everyone's yeah. seen Five Deadly Venoms.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of our generation really watched a lot of kung fu, especially on Channel Four. Yes, in Canada, it's yeah. like that. All these kung fu movies and just random and even. You know, all over the place. I saw random movies here and there. You yeah. know, my cousins introduced me to a few of them, like uh Five Elemental Ninjas and right. a few other ones here. But uh, yeah, The Flying Guillotines on Netflix. I can't remember what year it came out. I think sixties or seventies.
0: I I don't know. I mm. I'm actually really interested to see where in like mm. the Shaw Brothers when they produced this film because I really liked it. My favorite Shaw Brothers film, just to put it out there. It's not five Deadly venoms. It's a crippled Avengers. The unpC. I haven't seen that one yet. You need to see the Crippled I, I Avengers. Want to. I it want is to. a live, live movie. So yeah, let's talk about the Flying Guillotine quickly. Um Yeah, okay. Basically about the Flying Guillotine. Um, it is about an emperor who is wants to assassinate two of his uh two of his basically his aides basically, that are really well liked in his whole kingdom. So he builds this assassination force that they have this weapon, which is like a, a hat that that has a hood attached to it that when the hat lands on them, uh, the hood will fall down and it will slice off their head. Hence the flying guillotine. So it's about this emperor training the special force of assassins to um, assassinate um, uh, people that he can't be tied to actually killing off. Yeah, yeah. Basically, much, yeah.
1: He, he pretty much creates an assassination force. Yes. I, I watched the film, I think, I want to say for the first time, but the first time I can remember, maybe I saw it when I was a kid, I don't recall. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it. And uh, it's fun. It's yeah. a fun movie. I'll be honest with you. It's horribly dubbed, horribly captioned. Like the well, caption, No, hold on, hold on, though. The, the caption and the dubbing don't match up at all. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch it. But the it's, it's, it adds to the nostalgia and it adds to the yes. fun of watching Flying Guillotine. Right. And it's a movie that I watched all the way through. It was great. It was fun. It was interesting um, elements of it too. Like story elements. I think it's yeah. a well-told story as well.
0: That's why I was interested about like, like we're talking kung fu movies right now. So, you know, um, like, like old school kung fu movies. Yes. But the thing is that I found really interested about interesting about this is that just even the shot selection and stuff like that, like they're having like like, they're tracking along top of roofs of, of palaces, having, like, overhead shots, like, showing characters walk through buildings and stuff like that. So it was, like, some stuff was just yeah. very, not, like, say, like, complicated by, like, modern standards, but, like, avant-garde things that I didn't see in other Shaw Brothers films. Mm. Like, that level of production value yes, to it. Yes. So it did feel like it was kind of like a an up like an upscale version of a Shaw brothers film. And just like even locations they're choosing to shoot in, just even the complication of certain shots and stuff like that. Like it, it, it reflected that they have done this for a while versus Mm. watching five deadly venoms and watching like crippled Avengers and stuff like that, where all the camera work is pretty like steady, like static. And there's not that there may be only truck ins and truck outs and stuff like that. Like, so moving closer, moving farther away. They're not doing some complicated stuff like even like lay like layouts of shots like yeah it,
1: I was really impressed watching I actually, it. I think even this, as, as looking at it as a movie how it's constructed is kind of done better than Five Deadly Venoms. Yeah, I love Five Daddy Venom think it's, it's it's a fun movie to watch. Like these are movies that are fun movies to watch, right? right? They're they're fun movies to watch. But um, yeah, I think uh, Flying Guillotine is this the story really does play out. It's a very solid story. Yeah,
0: I think it just has a lot of texture. Like it's just a lot, like a lot of character, you know, a lot of character, a lot of personality. Yeah, yeah. The, the, personality. Yeah, that's why you got using a lot moves, of personality. Like up and down, and, and moves in different well, places. I, I you know what really
1: though. I think that's the word you use for most of the Shaw Brothers films, or any kung from movies from that era. Anyways, just the personality of it yes. from the '60s 70s, and 80s, It's a lot of personality, and that's what kind of draws you to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I compare this to something something like um, I can't remember the movie, but what very popular movie that came out about 20 years ago at this point which kind of started the uh, movement of seeing people floating in Kung Fu movies. You mean uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden yeah. Dragon? Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't a big fan of that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Classical. Mm. It's more of a drama. It is you a mean? drama. I don't have yeah. a problem with the drama. Like, Hero, it's a yeah. drama. It's a drama, and it's a very good and very well done. Right. But this, as opposed to people flying through the air people floating in the air and yeah. it was just it was just a lot it, it changed the game a little bit right, you say right, right. but regardless of all that flying guillotine i find it's very fun had a lot of personality a lot of character to it like you said yeah and like I said the shots when you think about it and you, you i guess you compare it to other um shot films they do you know what they're very dramatic yeah their film shots are very dramatic even when they zoom in and zoom out it's done a very dramatic kind of uh, overdone way but it works for the character of the the, film
0: like an example of like texture i'm like there's like one sequence where um the main character he's one in the assassination squad he doesn't want to do it anymore and the king sends the rest of the guard like the assassination squad to come after him and him escaping the palace that looked like an impossible situation and it's just they and it's just like a like You know, you may not want to say, like, oh, we go to kung fu movies to see, like, how we should tell stories. But they actually did something, like, really feeling concerned for the character because he's surrounded by tons hundreds of guards like coming out of every which place like stopping off his path and just seeing how hard it was for him to escape it sets up even for later on that like yeah these guys are going to hunt him to the ends of the earth and his life is going to be complicated now because all these guards are going to be and all the the assassination squad itself is going to be hunting him down and there's a logic to the film so it, against the the flying guillotine, you can't survive. The yeah. sword can't block it. it. Nothing can block it. It'll bounce off stuff. If it gets on your head, you're dead. But a flying another, guillotine against another flying guillotine yes, automatically exactly. destroys you it. You cancel each know? other out, yeah. They cancel each other out. And I and that's I just, it.
1: To make the dullest weapon known to man that time.
0: Right. But it's just that logic that, like, it's, it's funny. Even though it's a fantastical movie with just weird weapons and stuff like that. Just there's this internal logic to the movie that makes this, this film very watchable and very, like, grounded. Like, he he's an assassin, and he's taking lives, and then he begins a family, and then he's about protecting his family, yeah. protecting life. <laughs> like, th- all those little things... Like you see a growth this of a character. Movie, yeah. yeah it's,
1: you have to see a growth, a beginning and an, a beginning, a middle, and an end to a character. Yes, and uh, it may, it makes it makes sense within the context of the movie.
0: Right, but that's that's what good, good storytelling is. You set up the world. You yeah. set up. You know. Set the what, rules for the world. Set the exactly. rules for the world. Exactly. And then you just follow those rules out throughout the rest of the the movie. Great. I, I've just enjoyed it so much. Can I say
1: something about the acting a little bit? The acting, in like in most of the movies like this, the acting is like over the top acting a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things that add to the joy of the movie is that they're they're all over the top a little bit. They're very overly dramatic sometimes. But it works. And when it's when it's dour and more serious, you get that as well. But in more latter moments you see this it's overdone. It's 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 a fun element to how the movie uh, kind of how what makes the movie appealing, at least to me, at least. I think to a generation of people.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought, actually, it's funny, in terms of Shaw Brothers films, I thought, this is not weird, I, th- I thought it was a little bit more nuanced, actually, for certain sequences. Yeah, again, that's why. yeah. yeah certain,
1: certain scenes, certain characters, certainly. But I think, re- yeah, I think at least half of the time, though, in some of the more um, joyous occasions, like for instance, when he meets his friend. After he gets married, one of his old colleagues shows up. right. They're just kind of over the top in terms of joy. Even and imagine this part of it is also that's the dubbing of it as well. Right. So the dubbing isn't the greatest dubbing. None of them very are, but it adds to the character of, them, yeah. of the movies. Yeah. So.
0: That I've watched a ton of kung fu movies, so that doesn't even like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't phase you after a while. Movie. But yeah. it's fun. Yeah. It's just fun. But I think but, what it is is as well to just, um, uh, in terms of like their acting and stuff like that. They're acting more for stage and usually for like yes. older older films and stuff like that. That's that's a. The equivalent of what was going on their stage work and stuff like that so i don't know if that worked itself out in kung fu films but it you know that staple, broadness yeah. of acting yeah you know, i think it works i think yeah. there's
1: nothing bad of a fan personally so mm-hmm. i would recommend flying guillotine
0: yes i recommend it heartily yo wu-tang
1: said protect your neck <laughs> uh luke Cage 2 came out this year yes what you want to say about Luke Cage too? <laughs> okay so that's
0: our next hot take uh Luke Cage season 2 I have things to say
1: but I want you to go first man Luke because Cage I two. know
0: okay well I will say about Luke Cage season 2 I watched it this season I liked I liked it overall that's what I'll that's what I'll say about it I liked it overall in terms of being we've done an episode about our the Marvel Netflix universe and stuff like that and and uh I liked the direction of Luke Cage. It wasn't spectacular, um, but I thought it worked, and I thought it introduced interesting elements to the Luke Cage story to make it to actually make it a lot more, lot better later on.
1: I will say this: I agree with you on the last point that I think you told me this even before, because I think you watched it before I did. Yeah. That I like where Luke Cage is at at the end of at the end of the series. Yes, I like the new place that he's at as a character, right? And in relation to his city, and even to how he approaches fighting crime in the city, right? I like that. I yeah. like how he comes to realization more or less. Um, I like the new character, Bushmaster, the new enemy in there. Yes, I, I like, him like him a lot as well. I like too. him as well. Um, uh, the the even the scene, and I guess I'll avoid spoilers mm-hmm. for this. Avoid spoilers. For um, me. there's a scene. Near the end of the, near, near the end of the series with Luke Cage and uh, Black Mariah. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard not to spoil the scene. But pretty much there there there's an embrace between the two of them. I'll put okay. it that way. Yeah, a physical embrace. Nothing sexual, but yeah. a physical embrace. And and there's there's an interchange between them in which you see Luke Cage's dark side for a little bit. Right. Right. So I I like that element. And I'll, I'll give this one spoiler. Like Mariah Black Mariah's daughter shows up in the series. Yeah. So there's elements that I like. There's yeah. good things to here that like. Luke Cage meets up with his father mm-hmm. like that. Um, the daughter comes in like when she first shows up. She's cool, like Bushmaster. He's cool. Um Shades is cool. Yeah, Shades is cool. Shades always been cool.
0: Yeah, Shades Shades has always been cool.
1: The problem I have, and they're numerous, but I'll try to keep it short and sweet, is the pacing as always with Marvel Netflix shows isn't the greatest. Isn't the oh, great? Isn't the greatest? Isn't it the greatest. Is the greatest? It's, it's not. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. Yeah. It's not horrible, but I find that certain things could have. I would have rearranged certain things. Yes, I, I agree with you. Episodes and that. scenes. That's yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. Um.
0: I didn't think it was as bad as other seasons. Like no, it, no, it's not as bad as the first season.
1: No, no. Yeah. No. I no, You know the, what? You're right. It's not about it's the first. first season. season. I have no problem with that. Yeah. The horrible Jamaican accents because they involve be a whole bunch of Jamaicans in this, and they do kind of examine the uh, Caribbean. Um, culture within the context of america yeah um the strength of, of jamaica particularly and and the, the accents aren't the greatest yeah they're really not and and no no, no.
0: sorry sorry you said they're not the gra- no the jamaican accents are bad okay I, i'll tell you polite i'll no, tell you no, polite no, 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 no. we're both of jamaican descent yeah, the bad. They're bad. They're insulting. They're, it actually is insulting. It's insulting. It is. Watch How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Oh, my gosh. And watch... Stella. T- uh, yeah, Tay Stella Diggs. I
1: love you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and from that, from that scene in, in Stella, I've never liked Tay Diggs. Yes. I've never liked him. <laughs> watch
0: that movie, and then you'll see how truly terrible the Jamaican accents no, were in this show. No, hang out with some Jamaicans
1: first. Then go watch The Groove Back. Yeah. and Because people who are, on, on, who are uninitiated... Who don't know, or probably who know Jamaican people but don't can't um, discern the difference. If you really listen to the dialect and how things are done, okay, we grew up in that culture, so we know. Yes, right. right? It looks like, and you you actually um, articulate a lot better than I did. But it's like they're just forcing us to accept that they're Jamaican by their bad accents, right. and by throwing in certain phrases, right. That seem unnatural to the conversation,
0: right? It, know what it seemed like it seemed like they had the script written out in English. They translated each word like verbatim, like this is what each word would be, but they ignored like what an actual how an actual Jamaican would like say that sentence exactly, and it was just really really bad. It was so off putting. It was ho-
1: yeah, it was off putting. Like like it was cringeworthy. Yeah, I think it was even the the legitimate Jamaican. I think one at least one legitimate yeah. Jamaican woman in there, and you get, you can you get confused. Yeah. Like you think that she's bad too And she wasn't that bad She's actually probably One of the most natural people there And I think right. probably I mean asked her to water it down a bit yeah. Like like any other culture and country You have a particular dialect A, a particular language Right And you, if you're from, from one part of England You sound one way From a different part of England You, from, you sound a different way That's right. fine In Jamaica They don't really show the range Of diversity in in in, in the dialect Which I think would have been helpful At least yeah. And I'll go even further I wouldn't go that far No, no I think, I think if you're exploring Jamaican culture they're not exploring Jamaican no, but the, culture. They are. They are though. They are trying to They're they not, give us they give us Jamaican history. The show is a Jamaican restaurant. They talk about the food. They okay, give us a Jamaican bit of
0: history. Jamaican history is kinda of weird Jamaican history, like editorialized Jamaican history. No y-
1: but that's what they're doing though they're trying to give us Jamaican history trying to show us how Jamaican's impacted society trying to no they're not showing they a little impacted. bit too, they, they are they are peripherally I'm not saying it's a direct they, okay. they, it's, a, it's an initiative of theirs but peripherally they're trying to show an impact in their migration how strong they are how cool they are and all these different things which is which is which is fun but just do it better yeah I, it should be I don't more, know. it should be more actually it should be more I, casual
0: no I think what they're trying to do is that they just wanted a different villain and say oh well no it would be cool to have Jamaicans be the villains in this society and that's
1: fine And that's 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 fine. Luke Cage, they're treating the Jamaicans so
0: bad now. No <laughs> love for the Jamaicans. I remember, that, know, know you're saying that's though? an examination of culture. They're,
1: that's their examination of culture. That's a. I didn't see them doing good. A, that's a terrible examination. of culture. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. But I'm saying no, even. Oh,
0: actually, t- Sorry. You Know what? Let's uh, to be fair, they do do a good sequence when they actually go to the actual island where they go into the past that was the best part that was that, that was, was the best part sequence. i like yes. that
1: but i will say also that you know even in terms of just the dialogue and the language give us subtitles let's yeah. go full jamaican and give us subtitles yeah i'm not averse to subtitles let's be fine I, I
0: didn't check the credits to see who was their their consultant but yo that person needs to be What's strung English? up i don't know. So. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know but even even but, okay, well let's but let's that, for the listener let, let's like well i, I, I want I to I move know, on from go ahead sorry i i think just um does that like the question is, does that impact the show? Yes. <laughs> that, it, like, say, like, somebody, like you said, who's uninitiated to watch the show and it would find that as they, a They probably wouldn't
1: have a clue what the problem is. They probably wouldn't know what I'm complaining about. Okay, you. so if you, so,
0: if you would found the Jamaican accents a problem in Luke Cage season two to distract you from the show yeah. and say you're not of Jamaican descent, please reach us at at after underscore watch on Twitter or email us at the afterwatch at p.m.me I am interested I want to know yeah. if that's a distraction I found it a distraction
1: I found a little bit of a distraction too yes, yes. was there anything like it's like you know what it, it reminds me of um uh M Knight's uh, airbender uh, the last airbender yeah in that every time the kids spoke it threw me out the movie right but when they weren't talking the movie got a lot better <laughs> Same thing with this. Something. I'm not saying every actor did it. Some actors tried their best, and some yeah. scenes worked. Some scenes didn't. Right. Um, but aside from that, even I do appreciate the fact that no one said Ari Man. No one said I. I didn't remember anyone saying Irie. I thought someone said Irie. So did? Yeah. Okay. The movie's tried the series. Okay, trash. Okay. And, but but, uh, but moving on from the, but I just want to move on from that real quickly and just look at a few other elements real quickly. Is that um, like I said, I like how Luke Cage ended up in a new place. I'm glad that his a little bit of spoiler. His girlfriend was gone for half the series because I'm not a big fan of yeah. Of uh, I can't remember her name right now, but Rosario Dawson's character. Yeah, right. Not a big fan of Claire. Uh, Claire. They do introduce, and, and I said this before for the first one as well. It's 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 high level blackportation um, series. True. It's a high level blackportation series, and you can see it. Yeah. With the police officer with M Knight, not M Knight die with Misty Knight. Yeah. You see that with her particularly. Any yeah. police officer scene, you see that with her. There are a lot of interesting turns that happens yeah. here, especially Shade. Certain reveals with Shade as well. Yeah, um, The dynamic between Shade and Mariah gets super more complicated, which yeah. I appreciate that as well.
0: Yes. and Yeah, that's a positive. Yeah. yeah. So
1: the complexity of characters and their relationships grows here, and I do I do like that. Um, I'm not a biggest fan of Misty Knight yet, but I've grown to appreciate a little bit more this series than the previous series.
0: I Actually, they gave her a, a phenomenal like acting sequence within uh, this season. Oh, yes. In the the, uh, police station. Yeah, they do a really long one take with her in the police station where I thought like in other series, the acting, like the acting is good, I think in general for for the Marvel Netflix series in general. I think it's pretty good. But I found that it's really interesting that they gave her this really like, this Done. chance for a really great performance yeah. in, in the series. I won't spoil what it is, but, like, it's it's really um yeah, You generally really don't good. get
1: a lot of great performances out of this. Not that the performances are bad, but nothing that that's kind of pushes it over the top, at least for me. Yeah, like uh, except fantastic. For this. I think, yeah, I thought, yeah.
0: It was, I thought the performances were good. I liked Bushmaster a lot. I liked his motivations and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: the motivations were legitimate, but there's a few key things in the movie, in the this, this series that I find that was just, they went back and forth a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's, for instance, um, the accountant for Black Mariah. Yeah. He gets captured and released like three or four times right. in this series. And then all of a sudden disappears. And all of a sudden he shows up yeah, somewhere else that, at that's, the
0: end. That was a misstep. But uh, I think but, the positive for it is that I like that they had Bushmaster and Luke Cage interact earlier on. And like er, very early on. And that actually changed the tone of how the story actually flowed out through the rest of the season well, because
1: it shows that Lucas is vulnerable yeah it's okay he gets, he gets you know he gets, not, part not, of not, the,
0: only, not only that that's all I'm talking about like in him being beaten by him vulnerable I'm talking about like just even their main conflict their main confrontation it changes the like like say like earlier on like their big bad fight is resolved earlier on in the series yeah. and it changes and introduces Bushmaster into like the because the thing with Luke Cage it should be about like him being ground level, him being intro- like introduced into this society, and like how does he navigate this society that's always around him? He's a man in the jungle. He's not somebody who stands over top of it. Whereas I find with Bushmaster, where they get their big bad fight out of the way, who's the top dog fight out of the way early, that then it just introduces Bushmaster as somebody who's in, he's in the 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 ecosystem. Of harlem now yeah and and it's and it shows more so like luke cage having to interact with the ecosystem of harlem having to interact with gangs and this that and the other i felt they did a good job of grounding him and making him more immersed in, in the, harlem the society, society. Yeah. no
1: i like that as well that was actually pretty good i like the fact that luke cage by the end gets he did the promo also does this he's a, a promote there's a social promotion for luke cage in the series as well right. that puts at odds with who he was originally from the first series right. which i enjoyed um, uh, but, uh, so the earlier point I was trying to make as well, was To my mind, but yeah, the overall, the series is good. It's, it's a decent series. I like where things end, but how they get there could have been done better. Oh yes. Uh, the fish character, pretty much the uh, Mariah's accountant. Yeah. So some stuff like that, when they go back and forth and then things mysteriously happens at the end, it's, right. there's a lot of redundancy that happened. I don't think what that wasn't beneficial to the series um but i liked him as a character moriah's accountant his yes. backstory and that's the thing a lot of interesting characters here right like i didn't have a character that was a no even iron fist shows up spoiler yeah. Yeah. But iron fist shows up i didn't mind his character that and much I, and
0: i like that it's funny with iron fist that i find that in the other series they're resolving his character like for hit like at the time that we're recording this that you know we're gonna iron fist has just come out just now yeah right so I'm interested to see how his character is now because I found in the other series that he pops up in, they keep resolving his character and yeah. kind of f- fleshing him out and, and fixing yeah. kind of the missteps they made previously in his own series.
1: One other thing that did well as well, that the Black Mariah, that actually showed why we should actually hate her. Yes. That's to give us a greater reason why she's actually bit the big bad oh, and evil yeah. all this. Because there's some horrible things she does. Like she hands on does. Not like she gets an order, but she actually does that. And I like I like even how um Bushmaster approaches even Black Mariah cuz it's a three-way struggle here, Black Mariah versus Bushmaster Buster, right. and Luke Cage trying to slow things down and realizing that in order for him to do certain things, he has to reposition himself. Right. Right. And so uh, I like the battle between uh Bushmaster who comes in like a terrorist group trying to overthrow Black Mariah. Right. And a lot of things is done well there. But like I said, there's some redundancy like back and forth that doesn't work well in the series overall.
0: Well I I didn't mind I didn't mind that back and forth. I just mind like like your point about this the reveal of, of the fish character. He's in the inconsequential in- consequential character, him popping up dead. That I found they should have given him something more with that back and forth, because it
1: felt like no in back and forth the sense that he gets captured and released like three or four times. Well, no, it was, I mean, kind of dumb.
0: No, I thought that was fine. I, I thought like that. that was fine with the cat and mouse, like, cause like he's working within the society, like it's a cat and mouse game. He's not like it is. It is more of a political struggle than an actual struggle of of yeah. of, of might and fight. And it's, that is a, it's a class war. Right, it's it a class is. war, and that's okay. Like this character was basically this chess piece that everybody wanted to get in their corner. I that, I, that is I, fine. I
1: get that. And I don't have a problem with that, but it's it's, it's a legitimate... Pulling up, they capture him. He gets released. Luke Cage captures him. Then goes back again. Then back again. Then he disappears and he magic magically shows up in, in Bushmaster's camp. And it's just that back and forth it didn't it wasn't cohesive enough. I didn't I didn't I just didn't like it. Yeah, okay. I just didn't like it. But well, I thought I you thought know?
0: that I thought that worked. I just thought they could have given him a better reveal. The, the chase
1: I didn't mind the chase. The chase Look, I, have, I, I have an issue with.
0: You no, know, I don't mind the chase. I I mean like in terms of what you're saying in terms of him going being I didn't mind that at all. It's just they like with a character that important where he's getting out he's being captured again people are trying to get this guy because he's this chess piece I they should have
1: give, p- they given him a better end no i would say that with the ending i would say i don't want to end i think they should have played in that a little bit more mm-hmm. made it made him more of a key um okay. part of of the story you, you get this guy you get everything right right, right um right. but yeah so, so that's you know what this discussion actually see a little bit more positives in this season than i realized because first off i said i think yeah I think this season is better than Luke Cage one. Oh yeah, no I it is. Elements I, I think it's paced a little bit better. Ways. I
0: think the pacing of it is a lot more interesting because it's not just yes. a stereotypical yes. like hero comes, establishes a hero, he faces the big bad and stuff like that. Whereas now they flesh that, they flesh that out. Yeah, and I thought so. It's like it's not great. But it, it's it's funny with these Marvel series. I find like they're watchable, but I'm not like overly excited to watch well, them.
1: Well, let's let's slow down about that. M- most of them are watchable. There's still one is not that watchable. Which uh, one is uh, that? Iron Fist season one? Yeah, that's it's kinda, not it's not yeah. watchable. Bro. Okay, all right. But uh, I will say um I'll say this. It Luke Cage two makes me anticipate Luke Cage three. Yes, I'm actually curious to see what's and, gonna and happen. And that's that's a mark of a good story yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's look at um, what's the other movie we want to look at My Hero Academia yeah not a movie this is a it's TV a series, that's right uh, anime yes and it's, it's third season right now
0: third season we haven't had a chance to talk about anime I am a huge fan of anime this Wh- is the the king right now sitting on top of the it's, hill
1: it's actually pretty decent we won't spend a lot of time getting into it uh, this episode part will probably spend an episode looking into it deeply but we just want to give you guys a heads up My Hero Academia Um, I don't know what to say but it's it's I've, Offhand, the modern style of anime, I'm not the biggest fan of. Right. I like the stuff from the 80s and the 90s mostly. But when you recommended this to me, I think I waxed out the first two seasons in about two days, two, three yeah. days. <laughs> um, imagine 20-minute episodes, roughly. Right. Uh, but it's, it's very engaging. I'll tell you what, like, real quick. I like the fact that every character in the series, I like. Yeah. Like, every character... Yeah. I enjoy every each character. So, Everyone's specifically unique and different. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So like just even just to quickly give a synopsis of it. Well, it's about uh, it's a, it's set in a world of superheroes where like the basic like commerce of the society is everyone has a, a superpower. Yeah. Right. And they're called quirks. Yes. Um, It follows one character. His name is Deku. And um, he actually is born without a quirk. He's born without a power in the society. But his main dream in all life has become a superhero like his favorite superhero all um, all might and also do to, uh,
1: to attend the 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 premier school oh. For superheroes, right? To so be trained,
0: yeah. So it's like the typical anime convention that you know, if there's witches, they have a witch school. If there's superheroes, they have a superhero school. It's that typical like anime kind of convention about bringing everything under like a school uh, rubric, classroom rubric. And
1: in order to be a superhero, you have to have a school and get licensed to be a superhero. So it's very right. regulated. Yes, society, right, right. Uh, superhero society.
0: Right. So I'm having a blast talking about anime in this way, but. <laughs> But yeah, so it's about Deku who wants to be a superhero, wants to go to this prestigious school, but he doesn't have a power. And uh, he's he gets gifted a power from actually his hero. And it's about his journey to become the greatest hero of all time with this superpower that he's been given yeah. by his his uh, personal his favorite mentor, hero. Yeah. Yeah.
1: His mentor is his idol.
0: So you said you like just every a- character you like. Every liked. character. Just,
1: there's not a character that I hate. Of yeah. a, even the most annoying perceivably annoying character I actually enjoy. The one guy who shoots lasers from his belly button. Yeah. I don't mind him. I love that guy. That guy, <laughs> that guy is I amazing. I'm sorry for him most of the time. Yeah. Even um, um, uh, Bakugou. Yeah. That guy, angry all the time. I, I respect, I love his anger. Yeah. His consistent anger from day one to now. He just always angry like every character has a every character is super unique
0: yeah and i think why you should watch this anime is because you know every character has a personality and everyone like like say like writing characters you want to kind of give them either like an eye like not literally but figuratively like an eye patch or a limp or or some something that dis- distinguishes them from everybody else, and this show does a great job yes. in tackling the superhero genre of just distinguishing everybody else from from the uh, everybody's unique. Yeah, everybody's unique. Even
1: even if the powers are similar, the character themselves are, are distinct and unique.
0: Right, and each one of them who has a power, they have like. Um, a flaw that's tied or associated with their power, and and it presents like an an yes. idea of like challenge Something to them to even using their power. Yeah, that's true. right So like the belly button laser guy, right? He can shoot a laser from his belly button. That seems like a lame power, but like say if he uses it too much, he gets nauseous.
1: But see, in season three, that's he a use for. It. I like the thing too. The finally use for all these quirky and weird. Now these uh, all these quirky and weird powers, and some of these powers are so weird. Like one yeah. guy shoots tape out of his elbows. Right, right, right. I'm like this is such the stupidest thing ever, but yeah. it's used in creative ways.
0: Right. And 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 like I said before like it's not just that everyone's unique but it ties to their personality and that there's always like some sort of flaw that's associated with like with their powers. Right. So there's one girl who can affect the gravity of things, but if she uses that too much, like it messes up her equilibrium and she gets dizzy. Yeah. Right. So like everything is kind of tied into like these powers. And I I thought it's just a really fun show. It's
1: well written. Um, Even the performances are done well. One particular scene where uh, there's, there's like a competition between the students. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it and it's one of the best performed scenes I've seen, like voice acting wise. And the voice acting matching I'm watching the dub version as yeah. well as the subtitle yeah. version but the dub version it matches perfectly with, with the emotion that one of the characters is showing yeah. in this battle I'm looking at it, I replay it so often like oh this is really well done Yeah, like, it's really well done The emo- you see the emotion like how many animated shows movies do you actually see the emotion in a person's face yeah like, it's really well done so I highly recommend watching
0: it yeah I, I highly recommend watching it as well I think um just in general, like, it's a good anime. It's a shounen anime usually made for, for young boys and stuff like that. It's, um, like, if you were into watching, like, Dragon Ball back in the day, this is, like, yeah. kinda, this is kind of the the show to yeah. kind of watch. It's in the, same vein. Watch. It's yeah, in the same, same vein. vein yeah, same vein. The show to watch. It's, you know, the same themes of just trying to, like, uh, work hard to achieve your goals and stuff like that. I said, like, you know, if I'm ever blessed to have kids, I will... You know, I don't know. I'll read them the Bible, and I'll I'll make them watch uh, anime. Uh, anime. You know, <laughs> teach them about work, working working
1: hard. <laughs> so I'm, I make them watch Batman. Yeah, anime, Batman series. anime series. Five years old, watch Batman Boy. Yo, you, you will know, you'll you'll te-
0: teach them that there's a dark world out there. Yeah, a dark world out there. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, in a fallen world.
1: <laughs> That's it for this episode right now. Hope you take our recommendations to heart. Uh, again, contact us on Twitter. Contact us in email. Contact us through Anchor app. Through the Anchor app, you can leave messages. So, what's our Twitter again? at after underscore watch. Uh, Email is the afterwatch at uh, p.m.me, p.m.me. And, um, yeah, leave us your comments, your recommendations, what you think about the episode. We can be reached almost anywhere now. Well, not almost anywhere, like six locations. Uh, Anchor, (laughs) Spotify, um, Stitcher, Radio Public. But chances are, if you're listening to us, you're already on one of these apps already. So, um, yeah, Phil.
0: Yeah, take care.
1: We be out. Autobots, transform and roll out!